this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, this is Ryan, and welcome to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast with Pastor Stephen. Today, we're listening to part two, titled God's Alarm Clock. The next one you talk about is abandoning works of darkness. And um, you, you said three sets of sins. You talked about drunkenness, lust, strife, and envy. Um, I, I kind of want to have a little discussion on some of these because you, you talked about how we have... Um, we're kind of getting desensitized to some things in our life. Uh, again, going back to culture, culture is dictating a lot of things. This consumerism is a, is a epidemic, um, but we're being desensitized um, to a lot of things that we used to not be. So can you kind of talk on that some? Well, yeah, lewdness. Yeah. Lewdness actually means the kind of personal activity that should cause you shame. But 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 it doesn't, and uh, it's because again, like you said, the desensitization is that is the word I'm going to say. Great word, sure. Uh, becoming desensitized to what used to bring shame, and uh, the devil is so smooth. He is so sharp. Uh, he knows that he is. He's not going to be able to take you from over here to a drastic move in the opposite direction. Right. So instead, it's kind of like, what do they say, boiling a frog right. alive? Right. How do you boil a frog alive, right? You put them in the pot, you fill it with cold water, you slowly... Right. Now, I've never done this. So I don't know. I'm just going off yeah. of what they say. Yeah. Never, I've never it's in the had, science books. I've never had even a desire to boil a frog alive. I, the reality is, I live in Southport, Florida. If I want to get a frog, I walk my back porch right now, I get a frog. I got frogs all over so my house. Loud. They're so loud. Frogs and lizards, brother. Frogs and lizards <laughs> I feel I'm, I'm I feel like I'm the reptile man the uh, uh, but they say you take a frog you put it in cold water you put and then you slowly turn it up right and then he'll boil alive he won't even try to jump out well it's the same same strategy the devil has when it comes to the shame he, he knows that he's not going to take you from over this side which is uh, morality all the way over to extreme immorality so he'll just get you to start moving that way a little bit and a little bit and a little bit yeah. the old preacher uh, when I was growing up used to say this the things that used to slink down the darkness of the back alley now mm. parades down the lightness of Main Street yeah. And that they're they're so true. You yeah, there there are pictures that come to your mind when yeah. you know, you're like, I know exactly what he's talking about there. But yeah, that's what he tries to do. So I would just say this: you got to guard your minds. And the Bible says, I, I don't know the scripture. I mean, I'm sure we could look it up and find it real quick. But the scripture tells us that we need to guard our eyes. What, what we allow to come in through our eyes, what we allow to come in through our ears, uh, what we watch. Uh, at movies, in movies, and television, and 
all those kinds of things. I, when I was growing up, there was a kid who moved in our neighborhood, and his name was Harry. I don't remember what his last name was. We were like third grade. His name was Harry, and I just thought, you know, that is a cool name, Harry. Um, not like H-A-I-R, I mean, but H-A-R-R-Y, Harry. And uh, Harry, you know, he wasn't in church. His parents didn't take him to church or whatever, and Harry used foul language. And we get out, we play football with the other boys and stuff. You tackle Harry hard, Harry's going to cuss. And, uh, you know, so start doing that and hanging out with Harry. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, I have I start saying some cuss words. Yeah. Uh, I'd become desensitized to it because I heard it over and over and over yeah. again. I didn't think anything else about it until my uh, my, my parents let me be reminded that uh, – uh, that's that's not how I talk, yeah. and uh, and so that re- friendship with Harry was cut kind of short. Yeah, but I, it's the same way. It's the same way. We make allowances for stuff, and the next thing you know, that which we would have uh, rejected, now we embrace. Yeah, mm. which leads us to the next mm. allowance, which which leads to the next embrace. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We should always show the love of Christ. I'm not even talking about a group or anything. I'm just talking about the very things that we allow to come in through our eyes and ears. Yeah. And the very things that uh, that we listen to, songs and comedians or, or television shows or movies or anything like that. When my girls were growing up, we bought this thing. This was back when um, you know Disney was very popular. Back back when Disney, you could even let your kids watch shows on Disney. Yeah. I don't I don't know. My kids, they're not in that Disney de- demographic anymore. But we bought this thing called Curse Free TV. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you have one? I didn't. Okay. Curse-free. We didn't have cable growing up. Okay. So well, I just uh, we are very limited on. So what basically, we could watch. what you could, the Curse Free TV was a VCR. But the way it would work is you would take your uh, coaxial, cable coaxial, and filter it through the the VCR. And uh, our listeners, the VCR would it played a tape, uh, a VHS tape. Yeah. And I can't even remember. You remember the analog? Or beta? The beta. You got a beta? Our producer, is who old. is sporting a Rolling Stones T-shirt yeah, today, is. the North American Tour 1975 T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, with the big Rolling Stones lips and tongue mm. and all that stuff on it, uh, he still has a beta. I, you've got to bring that for show and tell. Uh, that yeah. would be unbelievable. We can watch it when I drink my box. Ryan's water. probably never even seen one. I don't know what a beta is. See, he's never I know what a, seen I know what a VCR is. Yeah, and I know what a cassette tape and a CD is, but I don't. I don't know what a. You know what eight track is? I, I know what it is. I've. You've never seen an eight track? I, wow, I've heard of it. Wow. You still got an 8-track player? I don't. Okay. Uh, I was going to be very impressed if he had an 8-track tape player in his Camaro. Um, now, he drives a Jeep. He didn't seem like a guy, a guy with a Rolling Stone shirt ought not to drive a Jeep. Oh, man. I, I like your Jeep, bro. No, it's got to be a Camaro with T-tops. <laughs> and the T-top has to leak. He, he bought his son a Camaro. That's, That's true. what happened. But he, yeah, yeah, but he got him a fancy one. Oh. Hey, let's... Let's go back to what we were talking about. Sorry. So that's all right. Curse free. I'm the one who took us off. The curse free TV. And so it would filter, it would work through closed captioning. So uh, whenever, and you could set it strict, moderate, or, or light. Yeah. And that probably wouldn't, but that's what it meant. 
So anyway, we started off first with strictest, and I couldn't even watch preaching on TV. Because anytime somebody would say God or anything, you know, it's strictest. But I tell you what, you'd be amazed at how many just television shows yeah. that were targeting kids. They say, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my. That's taking God's name in vain. Yeah. Oh, my God. Over and over. And we'd sit there at the end of the week. At the end of the week, we would sit there and we would turn it on and it would say, uh, this is how many times words have been filtered out this week. And it blew your yeah. mind. I mean, Jennifer and I, we're so depraved, though. We're sitting there and it's filtering out the words and we're trying to guess what the words are. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, uh, hey, listen, I got a phone call right here from the Calvin Gann. Oh. I'm going to, I'm going to. Hey, Calvin, I, we're on our podcast. Hang on just a second. I've got, you on, I've got you on speakerphone, and we're on the podcast. Is there anything you would like to say to our listeners? Yes. Come to Holland Park Baptist Church. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's it. Call me back when you have a minute. All right. That's the world-famous Calvin Gann right there. Words. From the I, I mean, hey, man, we're just, we're just shooting it out. We are. Straight where there's no oh, yeah. filter around That's here. That's true. That's Calvin Gann, I expected words of wisdom. Yeah. Um, I think I caught him off guard. Come to church. Yeah, he'll think about that and he'll call yeah. back. I'm not going to answer it now. No, no. Well, when we talk about this being desensitized, like I, and, and as you were preaching yesterday and as we're talking about it now, you know, my 16 year old came downstairs the other day and he's like, hey, dad, I want to I watch this show. And uh, I said, well, what's, what's the show rated? And, you know, there, I know the ratings have changed over the years, and uh, he said, "Well, there, there's some language in it." And I, I looked it up. I looked on uh, plugged in. No, that's a good site to use. There's an IMBD. I, I am whatever, um, and and it gives you the list of hey, here's you know here's how many times they say these words. Here's the rating for profanity. I'm like, hey, bro, um, this is probably not going to be a show that you you need to watch. And he's like, but dad, I hear it at school all the time. I'm like, it. You're right. Like I know you hear it at school, but you're we're not going to bring that into our house. Yeah, it's not my house. Right. I, I agree 100%. I'm amazed by the guys that they're shocked when their daughters uh, turn out to be, uh, and I would even say their sons, but uh, something about a dad and his daughter. But you know, when 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 they turn out to be immoral and in their lifestyle. Uh, and loose with their morals, yet dad has invited the devil in their house by the pornography that he looks at on his laptop. Mm, yeah. Yeah. People don't connect those dots, though. Yeah. Apathy. Apathy. Um, so, man, we got a... We we got some subtopics that we could probably do lots of podcasts on off of just this one sermon. So, uh, awaken from apathy. Hey, and let me... Hey, let, you want to talk a little bit about drunkenness? Yeah, go for it. I mean, because I, I mean, I have college and young adult students ask me this question all the time. Like, is it bad to drink? And, you know, you have to, you got to be careful how you answer that. But yeah, let's talk about it. Here, here's what I say. We know scripture clearly forbids drunkenness. Drunkenness. Uh, so, because um, I'll have folks that don't want to debate me, you know, hey, you know, I, I can love Jesus and have a beer. Or I can love Jesus and have a glass of wine or right. whatever. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I agree. I, I know people that love Jesus and, you know, they, they, they do stuff like that. Um, I do know uh, I'm not going to be drunk if I don't even start with one. Right. And I've seen folks that started as social drinkers that their lives were ravaged 
yeah. because of the addiction to it. Uh, I've also seen the incredible destructive nature of alcoholism. Yeah. I, I've had those phone calls of going to the hospital at 3 a.m. in the morning because of someone's 16-year-old son got hit by a drunk driver and killed. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's a reason why the Psalms say that wine is a mocker. Mm-hmm. And um, and you can also make the argument about uh, you know being a stumbling block for someone else. Um, well, and I, when I look at it this way, you know, I, if if I were to go to the store and I go to Publix, can we say we can't we can't say names of stores on here? I guess we can't. They want to become a sponsor. There we'll you go. Say their name yeah, every yeah. Week. You know, like you go to a local grocery Maybe store. They give, hey, they give us a twenty four pack of uh, boxed water. <laughs> yeah. And if if I walk out of there with some sort of, you know, brewski that our producer likes or liked back in the day, you know, and somebody... He's clean, man. I, I, I Well, I, I rephrased it, liked back in the day. Um, you know, and if, if one of my students were to see me, like, there is a chance that they could go, wow, well, Ryan's doing it, so I guess it's okay. And then um, I, I, I look at it as a stumbling block that way um and i just don't know you know again you talked about families and and things happen alcoholism like i just don't you don't know you never know who's next to you you never know who's dealing with something you never know what you're opening that door to and yeah i've never in my life heard anyone say man i really messed up i should have started drinking (laughs) right right I've, but I have over and over heard and seen, man, I wish I'd never touched it. I wish you'd never touched my lips. Yeah. The, uh, you know, when Paul, Paul was writing, uh, I guess, I think he was writing to the Corinthians, right? Or, where he was sitting there and the big debate there, the big stumbling block there was that there were Christians that were, they would go into the marketplace and they could buy meat a lot cheaper that had been uh, sacrificed to the idols. So what would happen is, you know, they would take this animal and they would sacrifice it to a false idol. And then they would sell the meat to a butcher and he could get it a lot cheaper because, I mean, who knows, it may have, you know, (laughs) demons in it or whatever, right? So so then he's selling it cheaper and Christians are like, man, I'd like to be in that conversation, that sales pitch there. Yeah, Christians are like, man, we 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 don't care. We're not yeah. worried about no demons, man. We're going. We're going to cook that and have some. Well, not barbecue, but I mean the the the, the Greeks would have had some barbecue, but <laughs> you know the Jews, I guess it'd be a, a gyro or something like that or hero, whatever they call it. Uh, and so and so I like gyro. Gyro sounds I, yeah, I good. I don't like lamb. I don't no, really, I don't like it. I like the word gyro. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. So the um, <laughs> so Paul Paul's writing to him because there were folks that were like, I can't I can't believe you're you're a Christian. You're you're eating meat that's been sacrificed to a false idol? Yeah. I can't believe that. And so Paul's like, hey, guys, listen, listen. Do you have the liberty to do that? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you've got the liberty. <laughs> you, can, you can take that meat and you can eat it. Um, but don't let liberty become license as far as even though you have the liberty. That's a great word. It's not, it's not benefiting them. They're, they're, yeah. It's hurting them. They're they're not as mature in their faith as you, so so don't don't get that meat. Yeah, don't get that meat. That and of course we hear that and we're like, well, that's the silliest thing in the world. Uh, but we put that in context. Does does a Christian 
have the liberty to drink? Yes. Um, I would say it's uh, it can be incredibly damaging to the testimony. And I would say for a mature believer, uh, you know, well, for me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. To well, me, to me, the downside is much worse than the upside. When Scripture talks about doing all things for the glory of God, like I, if you, I would find it hard to go into an environment that's going to offer that, sit at a bar and do that for the glory. I, I don't know how you correlate those two. Um, even if in your house you start to get a little bit inebriated or you get a little bit of buzz, well, you're starting to lose the the brain thought the brain capacity like so that you can't do things for the glory i do all things for the glory of god i just how do how do you what'd you say don't get don't let the license give you the liberty don't let liberty become license that's the word i was looking for um but anyway and and that's a hot button topic it is today uh it it really is and there are churches that they're uh they've kind of marketed themselves around hey we're the drinking church yeah bible study and beer (laughs) yeah and again i'm not i'm not gonna sit there and i'm not gonna sit there and throw stones at what other churches do but i i can tell you this the only kind of church that i want to be known for is being a jesus church yeah uh let let that be our reputation and again i'm gonna go back to uh i just know the incredible destructive nature that anything that alters you, whether it be drugs, even an unhealthy use of prescription meds, I yeah. mean, it could be anything in the world. I know the incredibly destructive nature that comes from that, and um, so I, I've chosen. I steer clear. I, I, I have nothing to do with it. But that's that's my own personal opinion. Do we have folks that go to church here that drink? Well, I mean, sure, yeah. I don't doubt that. Right. I don't doubt that at all. Uh, I'm always going to be that guy, though, I, and. I mean, don't you want to go to a church where the yeah. pastor's always that guy? Hey, guys, man, no, stay away from it. Yeah, stay away from it. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Yeah, uh, and that's who I'm going to be. Yeah. Um. So your fourth point: uh, abandon. I'm sorry. Adorn yourself in the armor of light. Um. And, and again, you know, as, as we're talking about being ready, it's talking about waking up. God is it, the it's coming back soon. Jesus is coming back soon. It's time to take action. You know, you talk about putting on the armor, putting on the light. Um, and drew out that he says, you put it right. on. And, and I, and I kind of made this note saying, hey, it is, it take action. And so much of the Christian walk requires us to take action. But I think sometimes, again, that goes back to your first point. We're very apathetic sometimes. We're not gonna. We expect everybody to do something for us. We expect the church to feed us. We expect we expect the church to make sure that everything is done the way that we want. Because oh if goodness. we don't, if we if the church doesn't provide what I want, well, I'm going somewhere else. Like and and so it goes back to yeah, we have to take action. Like we can't re. All right, so I'm talking with college students, talking with young adults. Like I I tell them I can't make you grow in your faith i can teach you and i can equip you but i can't make you grow i'll give you an example uh early on we got married 
I remember one day I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm starving to death. What are you going to cook me? <laughs> which, I, which I would like to tell all yeah. newlyweds, longlyweds, whatever the case may be. Uh, that's not a good. Hey, today is my 24th year anniversary. Well, congratulations. You said, you said what long, are you, what are long, you doing here, man? Long, why, long why are you weds. taking your wife we, out to eat? We went out to eat this weekend. Okay. You want, you need, you want your boys to come hang at my house tonight? <laughs> No, and you can do like a little romantic dinner. And... Uh, we're good. Okay. We're right. good. Well, they, they're welcome. To hang at my crib. Cade's <laughs> well, sick. He's still sick? Still sick. Man. Okay. Anyway, the... Um, I'll take you up on that offer later. The... What were we saying? Um, oh, we were talking... Oh, yeah. I know what it was. You, you, so you so said, I'm like, hey, what are you going to cook me for supper? <laughs> I'm hungry. And she's like, uh, you know where the pantry is? <laughs> There's all kinds of food in the pantry. Yeah. Fridge, stocked. Yeah. yeah. If you're hungry, have at it, big boy. Get you something to eat. Yeah. And so I take that whole philosophy. It, 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 and we will. We'll have folks that'll come to our congregation. And I assume they they do the same going to other churches about us. I, you know, it's kind of like kind of like the whole deal. Ooh, the way I'm going to make the new preacher feel good is talk bad about the old preacher. Um, and, and and you get that because because so, yeah. I, I you know I left this I left a church and then I came here and here they talk bad about the old guy and I assume the church I left they talk bad about me they you know, I don't know it's a weird thing but people will come to our church and here's what they want to say you know I was active in ABC and uh, I've left there because I just wasn't being fed and 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 for me it is like fingernails on a chalkboard whoa 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 whoa, whoa. You know where the pantry is, right? Right. You, you know where the fridge is, right? If you're hungry, eat. Yeah, yeah. So you know where the Bible is. You are you kidding me? In the world that we live in today, all the biblical, extra biblical helps that you have, right? But but even then, open up the Bible, pray, and uh, hey, reveal to me your word. I mean, if where else are you know? I guess physically, How, who eats once a week? Right, right. Man, it's been a long week. I'm really hungry, <laughs> right. man. I hope the preacher's right. got a big meal today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. So, yeah, feed yourself. You were saying that very thing. Well, you feed yourself. And you even you even give us some things on what to do, like remove all opportunities for sin. Don't set yourself up for failure. Like, you know, Make you, no provision for the flesh yeah, is what he says. Yeah. I was talking... I was talking. We were talking earlier about him. Uh, one of my one of my mentors, one of the best expositors the world has ever known, and just an unbelievable, uh, I would say, biblical scholar. Uh, Doctor Johnny Hunt has uh, he he's he's kind of retired, pseudo retired, or uh, he's moved here to the beach, and so they've joined our church, and he's he's here. I was talking to him earlier, and he it's it's kind of humbling that he sits in our service every week, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm preaching to the preacher, yeah, yeah. Um, and and so it's who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Right? But anyway, he was sitting there today. We were talking. He goes, man, you really drew that out. That was really rich. That was really good and he specifically said when when you're talking about make no provision for the flesh and he said and you made the comment hey listen if there's a if there's a, a woman that you've been having an affair with guess what man you got to walk away from that and you got nothing to do with her yeah she's not in your life and it, it would be the equivalent of and I'll, I'll use a humorous illustration it would be the equivalent of me sitting here saying i got to drop some lbs now i got to be 
I make that comment quite regular. I got to drop some lbs. I've even looked at pictures. You ever done this? No. I mean, probably not. Our producer is still his felt you know, one eighty. The uh, the. But he's if you ever got, looked at pictures, muscles. you ever looked at pictures and you were like, "Man, I can remember in that picture, I thought I need to lose weight." Yeah. And you're like, "I wish I could get back to that picture." <laughs> right. But anyway, it'd be the equivalent of sitting there saying. Yeah. I got to lose some weight, yeah. and my problem is, let's just say I'm addicted to ice cream. Now I'm not addicted to ice cream, but man, I like me some ice cream. But I can say no to ice cream. The best way for me to say no to ice cream is, I got no ice cream in the house. <laughs> right. I don't know how that's come across our recording. If I have ice cream in, did it, did it did it peg out? Yeah. So I have. Here's what I just said. I have no ice cream in the house. Because if I have ice cream in the house, I'm eating ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like chocolate candy. <laughs> if I'm trying to drop some LBs, I can't yeah. have chocolate candy in the house. You're like, where's your discipline? We've already proven I like chocolate candy. <laughs> right. And yeah. so I'm going to sit here and I have this idea. Well, I, 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 let's go back to alcohol. Somebody who struggles with alcohol. Okay, we're not even talking about now because I'll have folks that are, I'll have alcoholics that are clearly alcoholics that I'm trying to get into treatment who will sit there and say, well, now, preacher, hang on now. I disagree with you about this. I think it's okay to have a beer with your pizza while you're watching the ball game. Hey, brother, we ain't talking about having one beer with pizza while you're watching the ball game. We're talking about the fact you're coming home in the afternoon and you can't even put the key in the door of your house falling over drunk. Yeah. So you've proven you are an alcoholic that that i mean if you're sitting there and you're like i gotta have a drink then in order for you to kick that and you're probably going to go through through a professional program right um and i believe god works through professional programs i mean there's some great christian ministries out there that help with this and i would say anybody listening to us if 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 you're struggling with any kind of addiction reach out to us man we got some folks that we would love to be able to recommend to help you with that um, but anyway, how foolish would it be? Hey, now I know I struggle with alcohol, but yeah. I'm just going to keep some under the sink for other people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they keep it under the sink. I don't know where where I'm going to keep it in the closet or wherever. I'm going to keep it for other people. Well, no, what's going to happen is all of a sudden the flesh is going to start, you know, for me, it's not alcohol. Thankfully, when I tasted alcohol earlier in life, I'm like, this is the nastiest thing in the world. Thank you, God, that I did not have a taste for it. Yeah. Uh, but boy, I do. I do. I do chocolate. I like honey buns. Honey buns. So, so again, how foolish would it be, right. though? I, I, so I know I know the problem I struggle with here, and this is not pleasing to God. I mean, I'm, I'm past the whole, is it okay to have a beer with pizza? No, I'm drunk. I'm a drunk. And so I'm going to have it in the house. And we can keep going on. Pornography. I mean, that is the most prevalent addiction yeah. in and out of the church. Yeah. I, I, you look at stats, there's very little difference. Yeah. People who come to church versus those that don't even come to church when it comes to pornography. Right. 
And the people who sit here and they're like, okay, you know, I can, I can, I can kick it. I can, I can stop anytime I want to. And then yet the next thing you know, the flesh starts crying out for it and they easily pick up their phone and there's no checks or balances. They haven't set up anything. Oh, I, I, I installed a software that, uh, you know, is going to filter it out. Won't let me, but you're the one who picked the password. Yeah. I had a guy one time tell me, it's okay to admire God's creation. Mm. I was like, bro, you got that all wrong. Like that that's that'd be that'd be called lust. Yeah. Like, here's here's my pa- here's the way my pastor described it growing up, and this is a great way. If you're driving down the street in your car and you look over and you see a beautiful woman out in the yard and you're like, Man, that is a beautiful woman right there, and you keep on going, you're okay. You circle around the block to look at her a second time, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, we got so, we got so many things that we could probably talk about and keep going on. Um, we probably got some bonus episodes that we could take off of this one. So I'll wrap it up with this. You know, you at the end of the day, you know, you're calling us. Scripture is calling us to get ready um, to take action. It is time to wake up. Um, the, the Lord Jesus is coming back soon. The time is drawing near. It's time for the church to to rise up. Time for the church to step up and. And do the things that God's called us to do. Um, so, any other words, Pastor Stephen? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to cover this very quickly because I know we had a question that that, oh, that came in, and um, we do you, did. Do you have that question? I do. I forgot. Just about very this briefly, question. I'll cover this, and and it's my fault that we started talking about chocolate and potato chips and all that. And would you ever have chocolate covered potato chips? I've never had chocolate covered potato chips. I've had chocolate. Is that a thing? It is. I had chocolate covered bacon one time. Oh my goodness! I'm like, take me home now, Lord. (laughs) All right. So, um, again, in in the whole theme of time to wake up, time to step up, all these things. The question is: Do you think God takes us home early if we don't wake up? And that's a that's a spiritual wake up. Do you think that God takes us home early if we don't wake up? So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I'm gonna assume by the we they mean Christians, do, and by home uh, is does if we don't wake up spiritually wake up from our apathy and from all the other things, will God go ahead and take us to heaven? Right? Will we physically? That's how I die? read the question. Uh, well, it, okay, yeah, and and you know there is there are passages out there that would allude to what is known as a Christian sinning unto death. Uh, one is First uh, John five sixteen. Let, let me just say this: probably one of the most difficult passages in all of the New Testament yeah. to interpret. Here's what it says: First John five sixteen. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray, and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that he should pray about that. Basically, the interpretation, and there are all kinds of interpretations out there, but the um, I would say the sin unto death is a willful, continuous, unrepentant sin. Um, and we know that God's called, he's called us as believers to holiness. Right. And uh, we know that God corrects us when we sin. Um, you know, and we're not punished for our sin in the sense we lose our salvation or we are eternally separated from God, but God does discipline us as his right. children. Hebrews twelve six says he disciplines the ones that he loves, right? 
he uh, uh, he chastens everyone that he accepts as his son. So I would say this: First John five sixteen, which is known as the sin unto death verse, basically says that there comes a point when God can no longer allow a believer to continue in unrepentant sin, and when that point is reached. Mm. God may decide to take the life of that stubbornly sinful believer. And the death there is physical death. That God at times will purify his church by removing those who deliberately disobey him. And I think I think John in 1 John 5, 16, in which that's the Apostle John, makes a distinction between the sin that leads to death and the sin that does not lead to death. That not all sin in the church is dealt with the same way because not all sin rises to the level of the sin that leads to death. But, you know, can you do that? Yes. The problem I struggle with, Ryan, is what is the line that you would go to sit there and say, because I would counsel someone and say this, hey, listen, if you're able to live in unrepentant sin, Mm. if you're able to live, Mm. I guess the difference would be convicting power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, clearly, we know if you're able to if you're able to live in sin and not be repentant about it, and there be no convicting power of the Holy Spirit in your life, then I would say you're not even a, a follower of Christ. Right. You're, you're not even saved. I guess the difference would be, uh, I'm 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 living in the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. I'm just not repenting of that. I don't know. That'd be a really that'd be a real thin line. Thin, very thin line. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do believe I do believe Scripture. I think that's what he's talking about there. That as a part of the church, uh, and when I'm talking about universal church, I don't mean you're a church member, but you're part of the body of Christ, that you know, it could get to the point where God's like, man, you're causing more harm than good. You're, yeah. you're not helping the testimony of the church. You're hurting it. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and bring you on home. Mm. Now, where, when does that happen? I can't answer that question. Yeah. That, that's yeah. up to a lot of speculation <clears throat> there. Um, but I would just say this. Embrace holiness, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, run to Christ. Yeah, uh, honor Him with your with the life that He's given you, and and you don't have to find yourself in that situation. Yeah, um, it's all about Jesus. That's a great question. We uh, we that, that's like five podcasts. That is, right I know. There. My goodness. Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, man, we got we we, we got some things to discuss. Um, hey, if you are listening and you do have questions, we always encourage those questions. Um, you can reach out to the church. I think the the podcast question is questions at Highland Park. Nope. What's it's podcast, podcast at highlandpark.org. I was close. Podcast at yeah. highlandpark.org. And I would say this as well. If there's anybody out there that you're like, uh, we need, you know, I need some help. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm struggling with yeah. maybe an addiction to pornography or alcohol yeah. or whatever the case may be. And, uh, boy, I would really love some guidance there and some help. Send us your contact info to the podcast at highlandpark.org, yeah. and we would be more than happy to help you. There's only a couple people that would see that email too. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't. It it yeah. It, it would be it would be completely confidential. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pastor Stephen, thank you for your time. Thank you for diving in as always uh, to the text and pointing to Jesus and everything. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. Uh, This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida. 
we would love for you to visit us if you are ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www.highland, and it's H-I-L-A-N-D, park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email, info at highlandpark.org. If you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him, our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk increase. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.